0: This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, this is John Anderson. You're listening to Pantheon Podcast. Yo!
1: History in five songs. With host Martin Popoff, a production of Pantheon Podcasts. Let's rock out with Martin.
0: Hello, once again, Martin Popoff here with another episode of History and Five Songs with Martin Popoff, brought to you by the good people at Pantheon Podcasts. We are pleased, as always, to be part of this vast and always expanding Pantheon Podcast Network. Uh, We're all over the place. Just Google us. Available on Spotify, iTunes, Megaphone, 40 other podcast platforms thereabouts. All right. Um, So this episode, I'm calling this episode uh, 147. Uh, I'm calling it the last of the first mods. We already did a mod revival episode. I love this whole idea of the mods, the mod revival the Jam is one of my favorite bands of all time. Um, and I wanted to do a straight mod episode because I already did the mod revival episode. But the more I dug into this, I realized that what I wanted to do is not an episode uh, looking at the entire mod thing uh, because this is kind of a, uh, well, it's a hard rock and heavy metal show, but I mean, it's a classic rock show uh, more or less. I didn't want to go right back and, uh, and give examples of you know five examples of american RB, uh you know the 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 building blocks of mod well mod actually goes back even to uh traditional jazz i'm going to read something i i wrote uh i i wrote on this um to get us going but um Essentially, the idea here is that uh, when I got to the five examples, I wanted them to be a little more in the classic rock realm, and it ended up being kind of a cool theme. And this is why I call it the last of the first mods. Uh, I was going to call it the end of mod, but the whole idea with this episode is that we're going to give you a little history of the mod movement uh, in the UK. uh, But the examples and essentially the theme of the whole show is the end of it, what it became when there were these kind of what we call now classic rock bands, uh, more or less codifying it in a complete package. And arguably, they're doing all this when the mod purists would say mod is completely over. Uh, okay, so let's let's go back. Uh, what What is the mod movement, first of all? So uh, it comes from the word modernist. Uh, this is the first kids in sort of the post-war era, post-World War II era, that we're listening to modern jazz as opposed to traditional jazz, first of all. So, so Charlie Parker, Dave Brubeck, uh, also at the time you've got a parallel situation where, uh, there are, there is the first, uh, teen cultures coming up in the UK. And, uh, essentially the first sort of fashion rock and roll package teen culture thing was the Teddy boys. And then there were the rockers, but the mods were this idea that, um, what did Pete, Pete, Pete Meaden call it? So, so the who's first manager, uh, I love this quote. He called it clean living under difficult circumstances. So the idea was you were trying to look sharp uh, and uh, the, the, the main sort of theme here. Well, I'll, 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 I'll read what I was saying here at the end uh, at the music. Okay. Let's, let's start at this, uh, this part first of all at the fashion end, kids took pointers from french and italian art films and started getting their suits tailor made accented by thin lapels and thin ties eventually shrouded in parkas dark sunglasses made you look thoughtful and brooding female mods were all business with a sober androgynous look slacks and pageboy haircuts and that's sort of a later thing um a lot of the uh sort of um you know cultural uh sociologists on this say it was it was a guys movement this was a guys fashion movement it came up through this uh inspired by italian film and 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 french film and then you get into the vespas and the scooters uh you know the the um the accoutrements that go along with it this whole thing was that teens had uh had freedom for the first time to get away from home get away from their tough circumstances but look really sharp and cool doing it the hair the hair was short um you know these were like in the early days it was like custom made uh you know uh, pro- properly fitted suits Um, you know, uh, the, the, uh, the casual mod look had, had jeans, although you don't see a lot of pictures that you see basically the fully kitted outlook, uh, of them, um, but so, so this comes along, um, and this idea of traditional jazz morphs into a lot of, uh, um, it, it was the music that the American servicemen had, uh, when they were based over there, uh, a lot of this, uh, black R and B and rock and roll, but not so much the rock and roll. It had to be soul and R and B. And there was kind of a big kind of record collecting culture coming up. So now we're, we're into sixty sixty one kind of thing. Um, I want to move this forward because some of these themes I'm going to talk about as, as we go along. So let's get into our first selection here, first of all, and we'll discuss. This is the High Numbers with Zoot Suit.
1: I wear a Zoot Suit jacket with side for five inches long. Five inches long. I have two-tone broke all the rest. Yeah, you know this is wrong. No this is wrong. But the main thing is, unless you're a fool you know you gotta know yeah you know yeah you gotta be
0: cool okay so the idea here because this is the last of the mods, so as we're coming up and I'm gonna talk about sort of a, a connective tissue in here uh, uh called the Beatles uh, a little early uh, a little later when we get to the second selection but Right now we're at July third of nineteen sixty four. Now already they're they're saying that this is the end of mod. This is the um, this is uh, this is when uh, it, essentially the you know the the original um, highly customized feel of the fashion has been taken over by. Uh, it's getting a little more mainstream. You can buy your suits off the rack. This sort of thing. Uh, along along the way, also you've got these clashes between the mods and the rock rockers first was at Clacton, i believe um but later on the big famous one uh you know made made visually famous in the quadrophenia movie later on quadrophenia of course is a 1973 album all about the mods uh the film is 1979 but the big brighton clash so the idea was that on the bank holidays holidays these mods would get away I, i've seen some funny quotes that said you know the first clashes happened because we arrived there we were all freezing cold we were bored and then the mockers came to ta- uh, taunt them and then there were these big riots and then what they say is that the brighton one because of the you know the nature of the uk press uh they said that the press were actually paying cash to to, to mods and rockers around to fight for the cameras in front of them, which which made even more headlines sort of thing but so as this culture grew and really we've got no, no music yet. I mean, I'm, I'm going to talk about this high numbers in a second, but, but the idea is that, um, well, we have, we have the, um, we have the music from before from, uh, I, again, these, uh, these American soul and R and B artists, um, you know, a, a large wide history of this music, which already, like I say, is a little bit of a, of a, um, a reaction to rockers and their culture of pure, you know, rock and roll music kind of thing. But, um, but yeah so so the idea is that um that mod culture actually be, begins to wane when um there's a bad reputation because of these riots that happen and then and then you know later on when when you know mod, mods would jump on their scooters and uh and be and be on their way to these things they they'd be kind of turned away um so it it became it became a culture that was uh, was more or less feared because of uh you know the the press stuff that was that was brought up um but anyway so the idea with this high numbers thing pretty important. So, the Who uh early on changed managers to Peter Meaden who was an actual mod and he wrote this song. So, and and uh, and I'm the face on the on the B side of this. So, this is the Who's first single, but it's recorded as The High Numbers it comes out July 3rd 1964, but I played I played a little segment there that that um you know, brings in distills the whole mod culture thing. It just talks about the suit. Um you know, the, the kit, the wear, um, and, uh, and the song is called Zoot Suit. And then on the B side is I'm the face. So you have, you have the, the tickets and the numbers and the faces and the face is like, um, you know, I'm the face. He, he's like the, the guy kind of everybody looks up to in, in mod culture things. So, so what happened was, um, they were the who, but Pete, Pete Meaden changed their name to the high numbers. And, and now we were going to actually try to have um, you know, the first band like super, super deliberately trying to exploit this idea of mod culture and be a mod band um, when the single more or less tanked, uh, they they just reverted back to the who. So so this is the this is the only thing they have out as the high numbers. Uh, and then they're back to the back to the who. But it's uh, you you can see right around this time. Uh so the single is I think it's what uh yeah, it's July 64. Um, and then later on in the year you get the uh the railway club footage. Um, because then we're into Chris Stamp and Kit Lambert, who wanted to do an actual uh documentary about this mod scene, and they wanted a band to be part of it and the who was that. So essentially they started managing uh they were just trying to make this documentary, uh, and then they ended up managing the who. Um But there is the, you know, apocryphal railway club footage where you where you really get, um, you know, that's almost like ground zero for properly recorded. Look at mod culture, you know, in in the clubs like that, packed hot and sweaty. Um, And uh, actually, I'll talk a little bit uh, more about the who later because we are going to play an actual who one. But um, let's uh, well, let's let's address this on. uh, Let's let's play the track first and then then we'll address it. Um, Take a listen to this. This is the Rolling Stones with Time is on My Side. i Okay, so um, I wanted to play this um, because, first of all, Zoot Suit was, was essentially a redo of Misery by the Dynamics, and I'm the Face uh, borrowed heavily from Slim Harpo. I got love if you want it. You hear that. You hear that refrain in it. So the idea here is that the high numbers are already borrowing, or Pete Meaden is already borrowing from from, you know, traditional music traditional enough in, in quotes time is on my side by the rolling stones is an actual cover um jerry how do you how do you pronounce that ragavoy um using the pseudonym norman mead um so this is uh the rolling stones doing a cover and the who you know also fit into this um uh, legitimately, because they had a lot of Motown covers in in what they were doing early on. Well, the Rolling Stones also did a lot of covering, and uh, you know they famously are considered a cover of blues. But I wanted to play this because uh, this is actually considered a little bit of a uh, of a mod anthem. Time time is uh, on my side. Um, the band recorded a couple different versions of it, um, but but the the interesting thing here is that. Um, and I'm going to talk about the debate with the Beatles in a second. But the, the the interesting thing here is that, you know, these bands started off. So they start off legitimate, legitimately uh, the Rolling Stones, more or less in blues. But here they they also have this this wide understanding of R&B and soul, um, but also early on you know the the dress is still kind of like you know suits and 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 shirts and ties you know mods are known for the skinny tie sort of thing so the stones are one of these bands that is sort of peripheral in the mod thing they're not they're not exactly mod but the point here and the point i want to make with the beatles is that even though the stones and the beatles are not particularly considered part of the mod scene Um, There was crossover there and uh, and it was exciting to have your own bands. This is this is the kind of thing that's coming up Um, you know, with the stones you get you get, you know, a band of four or five, you know, white kids essentially doing, um, you know, paying homage to to this, uh, to this, you know, wide tradition of black music, I suppose. Um, So. A lot of mods like the Stones, I guess, is my point. And uh, now we bring up the Beatles because the Beatles is a really interesting one in here. So the Beatles went through a true rocker phase. Remember those pictures, um, you know, with the with the greased hair and the and the leather jackets. Um, but you know, management kind of cleaned them up, uh, put them in suits, and then you get those haircuts that the Beatles had, and those are essentially mod haircuts. Now. You listen to a lot of the mod sort of commentators who were there at the time, and they say the Beatles were somewhat seen as a little bit of a boy band. Uh, So they, they aren't exactly, you know, they're not a true mod band. They're not seen as particularly legitimate. They're a little bit slick, but you listen to a lot of that music. That the Beatles did. And they they are covering all the bases. They are, are nascent in there in terms of the music that we are talking about in this episode, which is your 64, 65, 66, 67. They're they're actually visionaries on the um the harder slash poppier um edge of music that became quintessential mod music, uh, even though they were not really accepted into the mod fold. And there's the famous quote, you know. John Lennon, I think it was, was asked, "Are you are you mods or or rockers?" And he said, "We're mockers, right?" You know, they they were really good with that with the quick quips. But it but it's kind of funny. They're kind of making a little bit of fun of themselves, but they're also saying we're we were kind of both, and they are kind of both. They have the rock and roll background, and that's that's evident on the records. Um, and and they got a little bit of of the other, um, but they definitely have the pop and the hard edge also. Uh, that would become uh some of the stuff later on. So it's it's funny. And and the other really quite interesting thing is is you really don't see a lot of um discussion of uh the debate around the Beatles and are they mod or not. Because here they are kind of looking the part, being a huge band, playing the music. But they're not really accepted into the mod fold uh, as as things are going on. Um, All right. This episode of History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff, of course, is sponsored by BetterHelp. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapists in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And special offer to History and Five Songs with Martin Popoff listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash five songs. That's betterhelp.com slash five songs. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. All right, let's move on to our third track here in uh, an episode we are calling The Last of the First Mods, uh, episode 147. This is The Who with My Generation.
1: Why don't you all fade away? Don't you dig what we all. Fade away. Generation
0: Okay so they're back to the who? The the cool thing here is that, again, it's 1965. It's late 1965. The purists are saying mod is over. But um, the point here is that my generation really codifies the thing as much as zoot suit and I'm the face codify things. Um, But but there's also... so the real, uh, the, you know, the real uh, sort of identification with a generation, obviously, this is considered one of the great rock anthems of all time, because it is called My Generation. But there's funny things in here, like the stutter in this, the the sort of like tripping over your words on purpose by Roger. Um, that's a little bit uh, of a of a nod to the drug culture of um, of the mods. Now, the mods, what they tried to do was um, they, again, were were uh reacting against their parents who were boozers, the rockers who were boozers and uh and the mods had their own drugs. They had they had uh leapers or uppers, amphetamines, blue ones and purple ones and all this kind of stuff, right? Um and there were there was also a lot of bad press with um mods breaking into uh drug stores to steal these drugs as well, but their whole idea was uh our drugs are are to uh you know not to dull your senses they to there to enhance your senses and keep you up keep you up dancing uh keep you uh they they would hang out at coffee shops so this is going back to that whole beat culture jazz origins of this whole thing in the late fifties um it came up through that, the sort of the coffee coffee house culture so that's uh that's an upper in itself um but yeah so so they were kind of like pill poppers and the idea was um you know. You know the apocryphal vision of these guys is is like them them working their their uh, you know crappy menial menial clerk job or whatever or a dustbin guy you know as in Quadrophenia or the guy who looks after the pigs you know all this all this talk that's on the Quadrophenia album. Um, And then they would, you know, blast off on their scooter and they would dance all night and, uh, you know, maybe maybe have a fight with the rockers and all this sort of stuff and then crash the next day. And then they'd be off their food. You know, they'd go home to mom and dad with their tail between their legs. Um, But uh, but it's interesting. So so this whole idea of being pill poppers is 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 part of this uh, here in my generation. The other reason I wanted to pick this one is that, um, December 65, you actually get the my generation album and you get that picture on the front, you know, with the camera looking down, John Entwistle is wearing the, the, the British flag coat. Um, so, you know, there's a big identif- identifier with mod culture and the, and the who logo itself becomes a big identifier. Uh, and this becomes kind of the biggest band, uh, in this whole thing. But again, the funny thing about this, this, uh, this idea of this episode is that the purists would say it's long over. Um, there's no more, there's no more fights. Things are dissipating. Uh, you know, mods have gotten a bad name. Um, we're three, four, five years on from the, from the purestness, purestness of, uh, of being into all these, uh, these cool American sides and, uh, and these young upstart bands, you know, yes, no, there's some ambivalence with them but these bands are now making uh, original music and, uh, and it's being like kind of aimed squarely at uh, mod culture. All right, let's move on to our next selection here and see how this story evolves. This is The Small Faces With My Mind's Eye. I sit here every day looking at the sky Okay, so we're up into November 11th of 1966. Mod is supposed to be completely over by this point. But of course, uh, here we are in 2022 as, I, as I'm blabbing at you. Um, we've already gone through a mod revival, uh, in the late seventies, short, short lived again, go listen to the episode on that. Um, and then we've, uh, we've had Oasis and that whole mod thing. We've had skinny tie new wave out of America. So it's many, many years later. So are we splitting hairs with, with talking about this whole thing being over? Um, the reason I bring this up is because as the sands of time, you know, slip through the hourglass, um, it is a little bit splitting hairs because the point is, is that, um, I think as as the decades move on, mod music is looked at as exactly what I'm playing here, and not, um, you know, this this huge huge trawl through all these names that a lot of people don't really remember anymore um, from from all this classic R&B. Granted, there's some some massive massive things in there as well, but uh, it was very inclusionary. There was a lot of stuff there, but I guess my point is is the very short answer about what is mod music has to include the small faces. It's basically the two biggest bands and we'll get to, we'll get to the next one our, our fifth. Um, but the two biggest bands um, are, are the small faces and the who. So you've got, you know, Steve Marriott with the, uh, with the page boy haircut, the classic mod haircut. I wanted to play this song because this really moves, I think the music along into, into some really good music. I, I think, uh, the small faces were really good at, uh, at writing this, uh, this newer evolved version of mod, um, where you, where you get kind of a little more sophistication and the pop hooks, you know, one band I, I didn't play here, like it's not going to be our fifth selection is the yardbirds and that again is more of an evolution on but they are considered a little bit of their of the early uh thing here with heart full of soul and and all that but uh yeah so my mind's eye sixth song released november 11th 66 um reached number 4 on the charts originally intended to be an album track by the band released as a single yeah this is a, this is a band who had the big you know the big notorious uh management Battles with uh with uh, Don Arden who bullied them into all sorts of like you know bad sort of situations that uh, kind kind of a really negative uh, life to them back then. Um, but uh, yeah, so they were a big Don Arden band, Decca band um and uh Marriott admitted using parts of the popular Christmas song Glory in Excelsius Deo as inspiration for the melody and the chorus it's not not exactly a mod reference there but uh, what I like about this is that you really are moving away from uh you know the idea of Rolling Stones and time time is on my side and and the way that Zoot suit song sounded like my generation is also obviously a huge evolution and that's considered one of the early heavy metal songs of all time right it's pretty mm. it's pretty rockus um and and mod isn't particularly known for that but but essentially the who like i say they they almost cast mod in their in their own own image but uh the other cool thing about the faces so they had small faces uh 66 another album 67 a little complicated u.s only um there are but four small faces. Uh, but you know, by '68, we're into Ogden's Nut Gone Flakes. Uh, Flakes, sorry, and uh, and you know, th- things have moved on. And I'm I'm going to talk a little bit about the moving on. Uh, you know, the other version of the death of mod culture, the end of mod, uh, as we uh, go through this. But yeah, small faces. You got Steve Marriott, Ronnie Lane. Of course, you've got Kenny Jones in the band, and Kenny Jones has the connection with the Who because he goes on and uh, plays with the Who on uh, on Face Dances and It's Hard. Um, Ian McLaughlin, of course, super important in here. Okay, so let's go on to our last selection, and there's a there's a good reason I want this one in here. Uh, this is the Kinks with David Watts. <music> All right, so I've got this included in here. Uh, so this is uh, this is Ray Davies and the Ray Davies and the Kinks. One reason I wanted to put this in here is because this was covered beautifully by the Jam, and the Jam are as I as I uh, argued in the Mod Revival episode. The Jam are like eighty percent of the Mod Revival. Let, let's say let's say there's seventy percent, and uh, and the Quadrophenia movie is 20%. And then all those other bands, and there aren't that many of them are, and and none of them really kind of went anywhere are the rest of it. But I love the idea that the jam are incredible and they're, they're the, they're the big mod revival piece and they loved the kinks and Paul Weller wrote a lot of those interesting story songs that almost sound like the narrative of the Quadrophenia album. Um, you know himself and then and then he covered the kinks and and this is a great example of that um but ray davies is is so good at those stories about talking about working class you know british people you know n- not only just the kids but the adults too right um but this is an interesting one because it sounds like a mod anthem about a mod face. Um, you know, lo, you know, a school kid looking up to a kid still in school, maybe a little bit older and saying, I wish I could be like David Watts. All the girls want to date him, but they aren't successful. And the reason here is that this is based on a real character who was gay. Um, so it's kind of a funny one that way. Um, and uh, who, one, one of the rock critics was my notes on this here. Um, uh, yeah. uh John Savage uh, mentioned that it is one of Ray Davies' sharpest homoerotic songs, um, and they go on to explain how this guy was a was a real guy. Um, but uh, but it's but it's a neat song that you could read in that idea of uh, of looking up to a face. Now the other thing is, um, you know, there there's some discussion about how uh, the whole mod fashion thing when it came up, it, it was sharp. And clean it, and it was a guy's thing. Um, so people talk about it as being dandyish or foppish, you know not 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 exactly um, you know not particularly or on its way to gay, but there was this whole idea of um you know uh, one of the one of the guys I saw said there was a lot of this hands on the hips business, and I had a walking stick and and all this and and of course, um, you know they spent a lot of money on this fashion getting it just right again it was it was to try to look sharp and respectable and different, uh, and rebellious against rockers and rebellious against your parents. It's almost a little bit like saying, um, we're actually more mature than our parents. Again, uh, with that, uh, corollary about the booze and the pills kind of thing. Um, so, so, um, so yeah, there, there is a little bit of, of that in there. Um, the kinks of course, Uh, all day and all of the night. And you really got me. This is still semi in the mod era, you know, also considered mod anthems. Stop your sobbing, dancing in the street, Louie Louie, long, tall shorty. So again, you've got, you've got covers, um, but the writing stuff as well. Um, So one of the things, so, so again, uh, and, and the kinks looked kind of mod, the haircuts were there, you know, the dressing up nice was there, but again, this episode is about the end of it. So so all of a sudden at this point, you know, all along you've got, you've got kind of um, putting aside the Rolling Stones and the Beatles. Um, you've got the Who beginning it at the end of it, and you've got the Kinks in here as well. And again, the small faces aren't exactly terribly, terribly early either. So this is, this is really the taking over of mod Maud by mods themselves who are young white kids uh, becoming mod and uh and changing it from what it was in 1960 1961 um now the other thing that's kind of interesting about the way this all ends well let me uh let me see from my own notes um yeah i, I just wanted to mention another in a uh, couple interesting thing about the 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 uh the scooters like bringing in bringing in these italian uh lambrettas and vespas so they said that you know the idea was that um they were easy to rent on layaway plans they weren't even that expensive they talk about how um uh they were easy to park so if if parking was a problem they were they were easy to sort of sort that all out um uh so yeah there there were reasons to do this and again the the independence thing but the but the other thing uh, leaning towards are the end of mod um like I say, we're already in it, but there's another version of ending mod and that's the whole idea of swinging London and psychedelia. So all of these bands, you know, uh, evolve into, uh, the more colorful dress. Um, uh, the, the women kind of bring, uh, women, girls, uh, kind of bring up this mod culture too. First, they're starting off dressing kind of androgynous and looking like the guys, but then later, you know, they've got the higher boots, the hair's getting longer again. They've got the mini skirts, um. And the guys are moving into that, uh, you know, the Carnaby Street, uh, you know, the the whole, the whole like, uh, what what would you call those jackets? Like those big, you know, fancy velvet sort of jackets, the historical kind of wear. And then things are getting a little more psychedelic. And then the music, of course, you know, the drug of choice changes from the uppers to acid and, um, and the music changes, it gets a little looser and different. So, so you're losing that, that, uh, you know, tight R&B or pop feel, that hard edge, that straight forward short song sort of situation. And that signed kind of the end of it uh, as well. Um, uh, yeah, just a, another couple things. They, they talk about how uh, the Ready Steady Show, uh, Ready Steady Go TV show, um was good and then and then bad because it 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 uh it spread it mainstream. And anytime you have a subculture with teens going mainstream, that that's also the death of it as well, right? Because teens want to be exclusive and uh be themselves and have well be themselves in a little pack. Um reminds me of the whole life of Brian Skit, right? Uh but um, but no, uh so so eventually as it got mainstream and spread and uh and kind of everybody could do it that also is kind of a a, a death of a subculture as well um so there you go oh uh, boy yeah this is another been another long one uh if you like this episode and want to support future episodes uh of uh history and five songs please go to kofi uh, rhymes with no com. uh kofi uh co-feed.com slash popoff hit that red support button, buy me a coffee or a pint. I actually didn't do my little blurb on Facebook this time. Uh, I just want to, I, I, I don't want to do it every week. I, I think it really bothers me doing it. I don't mind saying it in here, but anyway, so we get kind of a shorter list this time, probably semi because of that. Uh, but uh, still very appreciative of uh, of those who stepped up without getting the Facebook reminder. We've got Andy with Black Sugar Transmission, Bruce Campbell, Kevin Donaldson, James Farquhar, uh, David Fisher, Augustin uh, Garcia de Paredes, Ryan Gavalier, Steve Polari, and Scott Ray. Thank you very much. Uh, you can go to Martin Popoff for all your book needs, of course uh there's definitely nothing uh nothing close to uh an old 60s mod thing in there um maybe something coming down the pipes we'll see um but uh anyways for now there's uh yeah, the deal book's been selling well and we've got those uh those various visual histories lots of those and lots coming down the pipes obviously you've you've maybe maybe heard about my new David Bowie book um but that thing is really gorgeous i've got sent my one copy of that but yes Sign them, ship them out from here. There's PayPal buttons for everything, martinpopoff.com. Hope you liked uh, this mod situation. Um, Yeah, uh, I guess your homework assignment is uh, (laughs) if you want one. Uh, You know what? Small Faces definitely, I think, is the band out of all these that deserves a little bit more of a look. But you know, the one band I love the most out of all this, of course the Who, but I really like uh the kink situation when you get into stuff like Arthur. Um that's that to me still feels like a little bit of um a carryover from the mod thing. They were they were a pretty, pretty authentic mod band, but again, the whole theme here was that this was all very late if you are a mod purist. Thanks again.
1: Talk to you next time. Find all of our shows, notes, social, and links at www.pantheonpodcast.com or wherever you listen to great podcasts. All songs can be found for purchase on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please purchase these great and important tracks. Find us on Facebook at the RNRAP. We are on Instagram at R R Archaeology. Tweet us at R and R Archaeology. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football